0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Healing Life Wisdom. I'm Tiffany Windsor. On this episode, my guest and I will be talking about many choices that are alternatives to Western medicine. I'll return in just a moment with my guest, Candace Lichione. Stay tuned. I'm delighted to welcome my guest, Candice Lichione, and we'd like to talk about alternatives to Western medicine. Hi, Candice. Hi, Tiffany. Thank you so much. I'm so excited
2: to share the information tonight on alternative medicine with everyone. It's just so much fun and exciting.
1: Well, so many people have turned their health care over to Western medicine and have little or no knowledge that there are alternative choices that have been around for thousands of years. If you're dissatisfied with the options that have been presented to you through Western medicine, you might find these other natural healing choices very interesting. This is definitely not a comprehensive list, but a short list of some alternatives that Candice and I have tried over the past 30-plus years.
2: That's right, Tiffany. And the greatest place to start the discussion with natural healing is about herbs because I am an herbalist, and I have a great love affair with herbs, and I'd love to share all my knowledge with everyone. Herbs have been used for thousands of years, and they've only fell out of popularity with the introduction of the pharmaceutical industry in the last 50 to 70 years. Herbs are the basis of Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine. Their Herbs are full of vitamins and minerals. They're natural. The phytochemicals are wonderful for our good health. Herbs are very medicinal, very safe, and have no side effects. We became so used to a magic pill that worked fast, and you didn't have to take any lifestyle changes. Modern pharmaceuticals have their origin in herbal medicine, and to this day, some drugs are still extracted as fractionate, isolate compounds. The pharmaceuticals today have many side effects, and some aren't even effective anymore. As we realize this, we have turned back to herbal medicines. They say there's an herb growing somewhere on Earth for every disease that we have. Herbs and spices are botanical medicines that use plants, seeds, berries, roots, leaves, bark, or flowers for medicinal purposes. Herbs contain many powerful ingredients that can help heal the body. Nature's pharmacy is an abundant one. Herbs are rich in compounds that have a beneficial effect on certain issues and organs and can be used to treat, cure, or prevent disease. Tonic herbs help cells, tissues, and organs to maintain the balance in the body. Other tonic herbs supply important nutrients that the body needs to function properly. Tonic herbs are taken long-term to strengthen and improve our overall health. Stimulating herbs have much stronger actions and are used to treat particular ailments. They are taken for shorter periods of time and in smaller doses. Herbs are a wonderful healing modality and will add so much to your health and your life.
1: So I want to take a quick moment and let our listeners know that if you are in the eastern shore in Maryland, is that the right explanation for where you are? That is the,
2: that is the right, yes,
1: <laughs> okay. eastern shore but of Maryland. Candace, Candace has a story in Graysonville, Maryland, that you would be amazed how she has packed herbs into this, this uh, corner of her store. <laughs> and it, she is so knowledgeable and can be of such help Uh, To work on body, mind, and spirit, she addresses emotional issues. And I just wanted to give you a (laughs) shout-out. Thank you so uh, much. With with what you do, because it's it's definitely um, uh, well worth the trip there, and uh, you're just magical with what you do. Thank you. (laughs) Another alternative choice is aromatherapy. Plant extracts have also been used for thousands of years for their exquisite aromas and natural healing benefits. By harnessing their therapeutic properties, aromatherapy works to improve our physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Inhaling the aromas from essential oils can stimulate areas, areas of your limbic system, which is a part of your brain that plays a role in emotions, behaviors, sense of smell, and long-term memory. Interestingly, the limbic system is heavily involved in forming memories. This can partly explain why familiar smells can trigger memories or emotions. The limbic system also plays a role in controlling some unconscious physiological functions such as breathing, heart rate, and blood pressure. Some people claim that essential oils can exert a physical effect on your body in this way. I'm a doTERRA wellness advocate and I can tell you essential oils have changed my life and the lives of many of my customers. What's really exciting, and I don't think we've talked about this yet, is that doTERRA announced a new integrative healthcare model which will provide invaluable real world data and expand the possibilities for scientific research as well as opportunities to publish and share this information on a larger scale. Through their new clinics, Healthcare professionals will be on the front line of the most cutting-edge essential oil research, helping to develop evidence-based clinical and personal usage models. So have you ever enjoyed the scent of a rose? Well, that means you've experienced the aromatic qualities of essential oils. These naturally occurring, occurring volatile aromatic compounds are found in the seeds, bark, stems, roots, flowers, and other parts of plants they can be both beautifully and powerfully fragrant. Essential oils give plants their distinctive smells and essential oils protect plants and play a role in plant pollination. In addition to their intrinsic benefits to plants and their beautiful fragrance, essential oils have long been used for food preparation, beauty treatment, and healthcare practices. But what exactly is a volatile aromatic compound? In short, these compounds are small organic molecules that tend to change quickly from their solid or liquid state to a gas at room temperature. They're also called volatile because they change state quickly. When you first open a bottle of essential oil, you instantly notice that the aroma is potent and you can smell it typically even from some distance. The physical and chemical properties of the VACs that compose essential oils allow them to quickly move through the air and directly interact with the olfactory sensors in your nose. Such unique properties make essential oils ideal for aromatherapy, using these compounds from plants to help maintain a healthy mind and body, as well as other applications. The type of VAC compounds present in an essential oil determines both the oil's aroma and the benefits that it offers. There is a complete science to how essential oils work with our bodies based on their chemical composition. Over 3,000 varieties of volatile aromatic compounds have been identified to date. The nature of an essential oil varies from plant to plant, within botanical families, and from species to species. The delicate ratio of aromatic constituents found in any given essential oil are what make it unique and give it special benefits. Essential oils can be used for a wide range of emotional and physical wellness applications. They can be used as a single essential oil or in a complex essential oil blend depending on the user's experience and desired benefits. They can be mixed with carrier oil, such as coconut oil, to apply to the body and they can be used in a diffuser.
2: I'd like to talk uh, next about Chinese medicine. Chinese medicine is a complete system of medicine that combines the use of acupuncture, Chinese herbs, acupressure and massage. Health is thought to depend on the balanced flow of energy or qi through the body. Acupuncture is a component of traditional Chinese medicine that originated in China over 5,000 years ago. It's based on the belief that living beings have a vital energy called qi that circulates through 12 invisible energy lines known as meridians on the body. Each meridian is associated with a different organ system. An imbalance in the flow of qi throughout a meridian is how disease begins. Acupuncturists insert needles into specified points along meridian lines to influence and restore balance to the flow of qi there are over 1,000 acupuncture points on the body. Acupuncture works by stimulating the release of pain-reducing endorphins. Acupuncture influences the release of neurotransmitters, which are substances that transmit nerve impulses to your brain. Acupuncture also influences the nervous system, stimulates circulation, and influences the electrical currents of the body. Conditions treated by acupuncture are migraines, tension headaches, sinusitis, common cold, addictions, quitting smoking, trigeminal neuralgia, Lanier's disease, sciatica, arthritis, menstrual cramps, fibromyalgia, low back pain, asthma, weight loss, and infertility.
1: Wow, that's, um, that's a long list. <laughs>
2: it is a long list, and it, it, it treats much more than that. That's just a very short list of what is capable of, of um, helping heal.
1: So next up is homeopathy. Homeopathy is based on the theory that if large doses of a substance cause symptoms of illness in a healthy person, very small doses of the same substance can treat the symptoms by stimulating the body's self-healing abilities. Homeopathic remedies are typically small vials of tiny white pellets that are usually made from plant, animal, or mineral extracts. The original extracts can tell there are a few molecules of the original substance in the remedy. In homeopathy, the more a substance has been diluted, the more potent it is thought to be. Homeopathy is considered to be a safe, gentle, and natural system of healing that works with your body to relieve symptoms, restore itself, and improve your overall health. It is considered extremely safe to use, even with very small children and pets, has none of the side effects of many traditional medications, is very affordable, is made from natural substances, and it is FDA regulated. It can be used to treat acute illnesses like colds, ear infections, migraines, and sore throats, as well as chronic conditions such as asthma, depression, autism, which I had not heard until I had started researching for tonight's show, and arthritis. Although homeopathic remedies are derived from natural substances, Homeopathy should not be confused with herbal medicine, Chinese medicine, or other types of natural medicines. It is its own unique therapeutic system. So what is homeopathy's history? Well, the law of similars has been documented since at least the time of Hippocrates, but it is Samuel Hahnemann, who lived from 1755 to 1843, who was a German doctor and chemist, who is credited with founding homeopathy. He discovered the truth of the law of similars by testing small doses of medicine on himself. By 1900, about 20% of doctors in the US were homeopaths, but due to various political and social changes, homeopathy became relatively unknown in the US until recently. There is wider acceptance of homeopathy in such countries as France, Germany, Mexico, Argentina, India, and Great Britain. In fact, the family doctor to England's Queen Elizabeth is a homeopathic physician. And the World Health Organization estimates that it's currently practiced by over 500 million people worldwide. My first introduction into homeopathy was when I was going to have some minor surgery over 25 years ago, and my doctor recommended Arnica. I had never heard of it, and it worked beautifully to minimize my bruising and I also used it in conjunction with a recent emergency tooth extraction, and I had no pain or bruising. Uh, by the way, I also used frankincense essential oil, and the dentist was amazed at how fast I healed.
2: That's great. Um, next, we're going to talk about Bach flower essences, which were developed by Dr. Edward Bach, although it's a really pronounced Bach, but in the United States, we call it Bach, so... We'll go with Bach, who was a physician who felt that his patients weren't getting any better with conventional medicine, and he felt that he should treat the person, not the disease. His understanding was that the disease resulted from inner disharmony, negative beliefs and feelings that had manifested on the physical level. There are 38 Bach flower essences that create a therapeutic connection between the material and the spiritual domains of life helping us access the inner guidance needed to navigate through a crisis. Bach flower essences work on emotional issues and are based on the principles of homeopathy. Most people are familiar with Bach's rescue remedy, which is a remedy used if you are experiencing a crisis in your life or having an issue that upsets you or you're in a car accident, you're ill, you have a really bad dream in the middle of the night, having trouble at work, having trouble in your marriage, any of the other small and large crises in life. are are absolutely, amazingly um, balanced out your energy by a Bach um, uh, rescue remedy. I keep Bach rescue remedy in my bedside table, in my purse. I have it at work. Anytime you get upset, grab your Bach rescue remedy. I do do Bach flower custom remedies and consultations at my shop. Tiffany and I have used Bach remedies for many, many years and found them to be so helpful when we have health issues and emotional issues. Uh, we were raised by a mother who believed in the power of positive thinking, and when we were sick, she always asked us what our bad thought was. So we learned as children to check in with our emotions to see where our thinking was off, and to deal with the emotions in our life to heal our, our illnesses. It would have been nice to have a rescue remedy sometimes when we were children.
1: <laughs> yes, it would have. But how blessed we are to have a mother who was so forward-thinking, and you know, little did we know where that would lead us in our passion for wellness. Uh, as as adults and and so. to help other people understand the the connection of working yes. with our emotions and our wellness.
2: Right, I'm so grateful to all that she taught us and all that the way we were raised because it it, take, it like you said it took us where we are today.
1: Right. Next up is Ayurvedic medicine, or Ayurveda for short, and it's one of the most, uh, the world's oldest holistic uh, methods, which means whole body, holistic is whole body, uh, healing systems. It was developed more than 3,000 years ago in India. It's based on the belief that health and wellness depend on a delicate balance between the body, mind, and spirit. We're hearing that over and over tonight as we share these alternative uh, healing methods. Its main goal is to promote good health, not fight disease, but treatments may be geared toward specific health problems. In the United States, it's considered a form of complementary and alternative medicine. Those who practice Ayurveda believe every person is made of five basic elements found in the universe. Uh, The five elements are space, air, fire, water, and earth. These combine in the human body to form three life forces or energies called doshas. They control how your body works. The vata dosha is a combination of space and air. It controls movement and is responsible for basic body processes such as breathing, cell division, and circulation. Vata body areas are the large intestine, pelvis, bones, skin, ears, and thighs, People with vata as their main dosha are believed to be quick thinking, thin, and fast, and are susceptible to anxiety, dry skin, and constipation. The pitta dosha combines fire and water. It is thought to control hormones in the digestive system. Pitta body areas are the small intestines, stomach, sweat glands, skin, blood, and eyes. People with pitta as their primary dosha are thought to have a fiery personality oily skin, and are susceptible to heart disease, stomach ulcers, inflammation, heartburn, and arthritis. The kapha dosha represents the elements of water and earth. Kapha is believed to be responsible for strength, immunity, and growth. Kapha body areas are the chest, lungs, and spinal fluid. People with kapha as their main dosha are thought to be calm have a solid body frame, and are susceptible to diabetes, obesity, sinus congestion, and gallbladder problems. It is believed through Ayurveda that everyone inherits a unique mix of the three doshas, but one is usually stronger than the others. Each one controls a different body function. It's believed that your chances of getting sick and the health issues you develop are linked to the balance of your doshas. In Ayurveda, as I've explained, doshas account for some of our individual differences. An imbalanced dosha is believed to inter- interrupt the natural flow of prana or vital energy. The disrupted energy flow is then thought to impair digestion and allow the body uh, the buildup of body waste, which further impairs energy and digestion. An Ayurvedic practitioner will create a treatment plan specifically designed for you. They'll take into account your unique physical and emotional makeup, your primary life force, and the balance between all three of these elements. The goal of treatment is to cleanse your body of undigested food, which can stay in your body and lead to illness. The cleansing process, called panchakarma, is designed to reduce your symptoms and restore harmony and balance. To achieve this, an Ayurvedic practitioner might rely on blood purification, massage, oils, herbs, and enemas are laxatives. When my body has felt really unbalanced in the past, I have worked with some wonderful Ayurveda practitioners to help get me back on track. Um,
2: next we want to talk about muscle testing. Muscle testing is based on the theory that muscles and organs are connected by blood vessels or energetically and that weakness in certain muscles is a sign of illness or imbalance in the corresponding organ or body system. Applied muscle testing is also used to detect sensitivities or intolerance to food and other substances. Muscle testing is done by asking a person to resist the pressure they apply against a limb. The traditional muscle testing is done with a partner. So um, I haven't used muscle testing much in the past because I didn't have anybody to help me. But there are other um, ways to muscle test. And I know, Tiffany, you have some experience in different kinds of muscle testing.
1: Well, the first time that I learned about muscle testing was when I was studying to become an orosoma practitioner. And orosoma are bottles that are half oil and half water, and they're colored, and you do readings with them. And my teacher first taught us, when there were two of us together, is you put, like, hold on to the bottle with one hand, put the other arm out. And when she would just slightly put pressure on that arm that's out... If it wasn't the right match, my arm would come right down. And it was like, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't, I couldn't hold my arm up there. If it was a good match, my arm stayed very strong. So that was my first attempt uh, at learning about muscle testing. Yeah, and I've
2: just tried it recently, and I found it to be very helpful. I mean, if I'm going to try, you know, pick up something to eat, you know, should I eat this or not? Yes right. or no, it, it, it's amazing. I, I wish I knew more about it. Um, in, the, in the you know years ago, but it's really right. something people should try
1: one of the ways that I also learned uh on my own was that, like with my left hand, I would take my forefinger and my thumb and form a circle and then take the the my pointer finger from my right hand and put it through that circle and if I could pull my finger through where I was joining that circle again, it was not a good match, but if I could hold it strong than it was so there but you have another way that sounded really great when you're by yourself to try muscle yeah because
2: the 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 forefinger and whatever didn't work well for me but i was at the shop recently and someone was talking about it and somebody said oh all you do is stand with your feet you know grounded on the on the floor with your arms down straight and ask her question a yes or no question and if it's yes you you will just automatically lean forward if it's no you automatically lean back And that has worked every time for me. I just love that. And I don't need a partner to help me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I I definitely want to try that one. Now I just have to think of what question I want to ask. (laughs) I'm
2: sure there's plenty of questions. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Next up on our list is naturopathic medicine. Naturopathic doctors are commonly referred to as general practitioners of the complementary and alternative healthcare world. Did you know that a minimum of seven years post-secondary education is required to become a naturopathic doctor? Most most NDs first complete a four-year bachelor's degree in the arts and sciences, and then the required four years at an accredited naturopathic medical college. Students must then pass comprehensive licensing exams in order to be registered to practice. They are trained in herbal medicine, acupuncture, clinical nutrition, dietary supplements, homeopathy, hydrotherapy, and physical examination, lab tests, or other diagnostic tests. They are also concerned with diet, lifestyle, and environment, and body, mind, and spirit. Naturopathic medicine is based on the following principles. The healing power of nature, the belief that the body has the ability to heal itself. They believe in educating their patients. Naturopathic doctors believe in no harm. They treat the causes of disease and not the symptoms. Each person's treatment is individualized in that it takes into consideration all the presenting symptoms and causative factors and the belief that prevention is the best medicine for good health. When I first made the switch from Western medicine back in 1999, I visited several naturopathic doctors and loved how they take body, mind, and spirit into consideration for recommending their treatments.
2: Um, I also want to mention that on most of these, we've tried all these things through the years as we've gone through, so we are familiar with all the things that we're talking about. Um, The next thing I want to talk about is reflexology. Um, Reflexology is a form of body work that focuses primarily on the feet. The underlying theory behind reflexology is that there are reflex areas on your feet and hands that correspond to specific organs, glands, and other parts of the body. For example, the tips of your toe reflect your head. The heart and chest are around the ball of your foot. The liver, pancreas, and kidney are in the arch of the foot. Low back and intestines are towards the heel. It's believed that certain areas on the feet and hands are linked to other areas of other uh, organs of the body. Practitioners believe that applying pressure to these reflex areas can promote health in the corresponding organ through energetic, energetic pathways. Reflexology is used to relieve stress, stress-related conditions, tension headaches, reduce pain, soothe tired feet, insomnia, arthritis, hormonal imbalances force injuries, menstrual disorders, digestive problems, constipation, and back pain. We have a local reflexologist who comes into my shop every so often and does um, um, sessions with us, and we love reflexology. It is absolutely the most magnificent thing. It's such a healing experience. It's so relaxing. It's so pampering. Our customers just love it. Have you ever tried reflexology, Tiffany?
1: I have. You know, I've tried lots of different body work. <laughs> and one of the the best body work sessions that I've ever had was when I was on a juice retreat in New Mexico. And I laid back in a zero-gravity chair, and I had a reflexology session. And by just working on the meridians in my feet, she was able to move so many blocks, and it was so healing and yes. felt so fabulous. I wished it had never ended. <laughs>
2: Yes, it's one of those things you just like, oh, please. And then when the lady comes in, it's like, oh, who's first? Who goes first to have (laughs) their session? It's a wonderful thing. And if people haven't tried it, you really should try it. It's very, very, very healing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Highly recommend it. Next up on our list is Reiki. Now, Reiki is a spiritual healing art with its roots in Japanese origin. The word Reiki comes from the Japanese word rei, which means universal life and qi or Chi, which means energy. Reiki is not affiliated with any particular religion or religious practice. It is not massage, nor is it based on belief or suggestion. It is a subtle and effective form of energy work using spiritually guided life force energy. Reiki is a life force that flows through all living things. Reiki practitioners understand that everyone has the ability to connect with their own healing energy and use it to strengthen the energy in themselves and help others. It is believed that a person's qi or energy should be strong and free-flowing. When this is true, a person's body and mind is in a positive state of health. When the energy becomes weak or blocked, it could lead to symptoms of physical or emotional imbalance. A Reiki session can help ease tension and stress, and can help support the body to facilitate an environment for healing on all levels, physical, mental, and emotional. A session is pleasant and relaxing and is often utilized for one's personal wellness. In the history of Reiki, it is believed to have been associated with Mikau Usui, who is credited with rediscovering the root system now called Reiki. His tradition and methods were passed through several grandmasters of Reiki. Today, Reiki takes many forms, however. The Usui system of natural healing is still the form most widely practiced. Practitioners and master teachers are trained through an initiation process where masters pass on their knowledge and expertise to their students. Reiki sessions usually involve the person lying down, and the Reiki practitioner places his or her hands on or above various parts of the body. The practitioner channels life force energy to the person which feels like um, a heating pad through that person's hand, and um, that helps to replenish and rebalance areas of the body that are depleted. Reiki is used for a variety of health issues such as chronic pain, stress, recovery from surgery, side effects of chemotherapy or radiation for cancer, improving immunity and a sense of well-being. I personally became really interested in Reiki over 30 years ago when Candace first introduced me, and over a course of three years, I became attuned to what is called the master level, and I started a Reiki group who volunteered at local clinics, and I have to tell you that when I started Reiki, it definitely was not as widely accepted as it is today. I was so excited to see when it became more accepted into mainstream, alternative healing, and You may not know it, but many nurses now bring Reiki to their patients. What I love about Reiki is that you can give it to yourself and you can feel the warmth of the healing energy radiating through your hands. It's very, very soothing.
2: It's very soothing. And I know when I took Reiki, which was a little bit before you, that there were many nurses taking it, but they had to hide it because it wasn't acceptable in hospital situations. So we've come a long way on that.
1: Right, because now it's actually continuing education credit, so that's oh, <laughs> amazing great. yeah, I didn't know that
2: okay I um, want to talk about elderberry syrup. Lots of people came in over the Christmas holidays to my herb shop to buy dried elderberries. I had a run on elderberries, who knew. Um, elderberry syrup has been very popular recently it's used for colds for upper, upper respiratory symptoms by reducing mucus secretions it may fight the swelling of a respiratory passage it soothes your cough, boosts immunity it's really really good for flu symptoms it's a source of vitamin A and C bioflavonoids. it can decrease the length and severity of the flu symptoms like fever, chills sore throat, muscle aches and fatigue a study shows that Patients giving elderberry syrup, given elderberry syrup recovered an average four days faster from the flu. Um, we're going to give you a, a little bit of a recipe to make your own elderberry syrup, or you can go buy a, bo- a bottle of elderberry syrup at your local health food store. The recipe comes from Mountain Rose Herb website. And in order to make your own elderberry syrup, you would need two cups of dried elderberries, four cups of distilled water, 2 to 3 teaspoons of organic dried ginger root, one organic cinnamon stick, 1 cup of raw honey or maple syrup, and in order to double the shelf life of this, you can double the sweetener on that. And if you really want a long shelf life, you could add vodka or brandy, totally optional. It 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 will extend the shelf life greatly. But if you don't use alcohol, it's best to store that syrup in the refrigerator. And be sure to remember not to add honey to a recipe if it's going to be given to a child under one year old. Use maple syrup to replace the honey. Um, the complete recipe and the directions will be are, are posted on our website. So check it out if you're interested in elderberry syrup.
1: And I had been reading a lot about it also lately, Candace, And I did not know that you actually sold the dried elderberry berries. And I I just ordered and just got a a case of four bottles of elderberry syrup because. I like to have resources to give to other people. I haven't had the need to try it. And so mm-hmm. when somebody will come to me and ask, you know, this is how I'm feeling, or I may observe something, it's like, oh, have you tried elderberry syrup? And if they haven't, I, I tend to gift people with um, these alternative choices, and, and they're amazed. So I can't wait to get some feedback on elderberry because I, I, it has um, a lot of raving fans.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't know that much about it. I knew that a lot of people used it for small children for coughs and colds, but I had no idea that um, it, it was really good for the flu and, and shortening the, the days that you have the flu and and, sh- and the severity of the flu symptoms. So it, it's a really good um, um, herb for people. So hopefully they'll look on the website and get the recipe in the directions.
1: Yeah. And I, I just posted that blog post right before we went on air. So, Candace, I want to take a moment here and let our listeners know that we're available right now to answer your questions or your comments. If you want to give us a call, our call-in number is 929-477-3082. And I know your friend Karen uh, is supposed to be listening tonight. So, Karen, we would love your feedback because I know that you've tried uh, several of these choices at, at Candace's store. So if you are listening, give us a call. And, and also, cannabis, my
2: friend Michelle is is listening tonight. So if oh. she has any questions, she can call okay. in too.
1: Okay. Let me give the number again: nine two nine four seven seven three zero eight two. So as we go into the roundtable, um, oh my gosh, talking about all these different alternative um, therapies, um, there's a lot of big words in there tonight. <laughs> I <know. laughs> and, and so. And we stumble um, over them sometimes. You <laughs> know, we do. Uh, one of the other things I before uh, I have some other suggestions. One of the things that I turn to that has been so significant in my life is actually prayer, and so I have found it very useful. Um, you don't have to be exclusive one way or the other. I have found a way in my life to um, to support my prayerful work and help others through alternative. Uh, choices and so uh, I have I healed of a thyroid issue through prayer and that's when I really went on my path to really study what does it mean of of who we are as human beings or spiritual beings and and so I, I just uh, wanted to share that also the the other thing that you'll see that's a common thread in here is that is not always considered in Western medicine is body mind and spirit it's treating it's treating the whole being. Right, Candice? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like when you go to the doctor, they don't care what's going on in your life. They don't care if you've, you know, have issues or whatever. They're just treating your symptom. And in order to heal, we need to heal all aspects of ourselves, our body, our minds, our thinking, good or bad, and our spirit. And it's all combined. You can't just work on symptoms.
1: Right. You have to be willing to dig deep down in, and we've shared this with the um, the Heal Your Body book and yes. the other book that we did, um, The Secret Language of Your Body, that we did yes. a, a, a segment on. <clears throat> and um, so I, I really encourage everyone to be willing to, to look at all aspects of themselves. So, Candace, I see that Karen is calling in, so I'm going to bring oh, her on the line here and Karen, we are on we're on the air. Thank you for calling tonight, and mm, you always have such great thank feedback. You.
0: Thank you for mentioning your favorite listener
2: <laughs> um, you are our oh, favorite and our your most um reliable listener <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay well i i can I can comment on acupuncture i had some acupuncture done. Um, it. I don't know that it really helped with what I was going for, but the reflexology is better than a hot stone massage. It is is so uplifting. You you just kind of float in air, and if anyone concerned about someone playing with your feet, it's not like that at all. Uh, don't don't be afraid to have your feet massaged, and the oil that uh, our reflexologist uses here on the Eastern Shore is so soothing, you you know you just want to drink some of it. <laughs> uh, the, the muscle testing, I'm going to stand up in a minute to see how long I can stand, and and ask some questions. But I must tell you that both of you have enlightened and and educated each each time that you come on I, I learn something more. And um, i just I'm just so proud of both of you doing this, and I do hope that people either listen while you're recording or listen later. Um, I just find it very beneficial. And helpful. Uh,
1: thank, thank you. you. No, thank thank you. you.
0: And yeah, when I was taught that when you use box drop. That you drop them in your mouth. You don't suck the <laughs>
2: tube. Yes. Karen was using her buck improperly. Okay. <laughs> yes. By putting it in thank her you. the whole dropper in her mouth and sucking on it so that it became contaminated. Oh dear. Well, okay. You're just supposed to drop it. Under your tongue, but not touch your mouth.
0: <laughs> it, it was kind of like my baby bottle, but I've learned. <laughs> I've learned. You know, well,
1: whatever, however it works, whatever it takes is okay.
0: <laughs> no, I was told I'm not to do that again.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> not to do it that properly. way. <laughs>
0: but continue with the show, and I want you. you to know that I uh, am impressed and enlightened and educated and Karen,
1: thank you so have
0: much. Have a delightful week. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Take
1: care. So one of the other um, choices that I use is colloidal silver. And I don't know how I first heard about it, but it was probably 10 years ago. And so I did my research. And a lot of people have heard of it because they'll all say, well, isn't that the the, um, the drops that turn you blue <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, because that's when you go that was in the news
2: yeah. right
1: and apparently that particular man had taken massive amounts of colloidal silver yeah. over many 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 years and I uh, it's, it's definitely a go to that I recommend for a lot of people the moment that you have that first thought that Ah, oh, man I'm not feeling well if you take colloidal silver it works it, like, immediately supports your immune system. And uh, so I always have extra bottles on hand to, to share with people. And so I wanted to, to mention about that. And the fact that the body is so amazing at healing itself when you fill it with love and good food and, and good thoughts, that we have to take that into account also because you don't want to keep masking all of these um, diseases you you want to uh, support your body to heal itself,
2: right? And everything we're talking about tonight it, it does that. It's not just treating symptoms. It's it's you know taking care of your whole body, mind, and spirit. So it's so important. And you turned me on to colloidal silver, so it's of course in in my will call it not medicine cabinet, herbal cabinet.
1: <laughs> right, right. And the other thing. As you're trying to um, support your body, remember probiotics. Your gut is such a key part of your wellness. And uh, remember that liver, supporting the liver. We talked about that week after week about Anthony Williams' book, uh, the Liver Rescue book, and how amazingly effective that the, his, his protocols are, which includes uh, liver rescue smoothies, the celery juice, he has some great recommendations for supplements that are pure plant supplements. You know, spirulina and um, reishi and chaga mushrooms and and yeah, such. Chaga so mushrooms are you, wonderful. It's right. Just,
2: do you, I, I wish more people knew more. We should do something on chaga mushrooms at some point. Well, or okay. some of
1: the
2: some of the herbs that he um, uses are ones that are not in usual um, herbal um, repertoires. Though know, they're right. They're fabulous. Um, chaga has so many wonderful. Um, Uses I, I don't know off the top of my head to, too many of them, but they're just like, it's almost like a, a wonder mushroom. Right. And it's not even a mushroom. It's a pre-mushroom growth. But anyway, we'll talk about that oh, sometime because chaga is really I good.
1: didn't know that. The other thing that I wanted to bring up is that, you know, if you are uh, taking Western medicine, uh, you do need to do your research because there are, some herbs uh, if you're pregnant and such that right. and essential oils that you should not use uh, f- it, so when you're when you start digging into this you you'll be able to find the information very very clearly and uh, so that there are uh, while there are it a lot says, of you know completely safe there,
2: yeah. right
1: right there are there are cautions and uh, I have never had any sort of side effects with trying any of these alternative medicine uh, choices that we talked about tonight and everyone has a different um, vibration so you're going to find like for me right now essential oils essential oils essential oils uh, is what my body resonates with and and so but there have been times in the past where there's something else that may resonate with me more Um, uh, the box Rescue remedy is something that, uh, again, I've used for the past 20 years. I don't know, 25 years, and I'll continue to use it because I find that it it is always so soothing for me. So, Um,
2: I I agree totally. Um, I forgot what we were saying.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's that's, um, no, that's fine. I was just I was talking about making sure that you do your research if you are pregnant or if there's any sort of herbs that may interfere with some sort of prescriptions that you might be taking, that you need to be um, careful and thoughtful. You need to be very careful
2: and do your homework uh, with the pharmaceuticals because some of them do really interfere with them. And uh, people don't think that herbs are like medicine. It's like Mm -hmm. taking pharmaceuticals and another medicine, which is the herbs. And so you're getting two doses of medicine when you not necessarily need to, especially when the pharmaceuticals are so strong.
1: Right. But there's so many people who are seeking right now and seeking other choices, and they are out there. And that's why we love being here for our listeners to say, hey, research this, take a look at this. Uh, and if you ever have questions, we're available through our website. And and go visit Candace at her store because she has all of these items that we've talked about from herbs to um, some of the other bottled items and essential oils and And Candace even sells essential oils by the drop, so you don't even have to invest in buying a whole bottle if you just want to try it out. And you have an aromatherapy bar, actually.
2: Yes, a blending bar. You can come in and make roll-ons and misters and diffuser blends and everything. And everything that we talk about, we have used or use now, so it's Mm -hmm. something that we know works. Right. We like to pass on the fact that we know that this is really effective um, uh, alternative medicine.
1: Right. Well, Candace, thank you so much for joining me today and for being such an inspiration in my life and teaching me so much uh, on, on our paths to wellness. Well,
2: thank you. I have a terrible need to share all the information that I uh, <laughs> read because I'm an avid reader and I've been reading for years and I share. I read the books so you don't have to read them.
1: Right, right.
2: So I, I love the opportunity to share all our information with anybody who's interested so right thank well, you for thank the opportunity
1: you. yes and and tell karen thank you for um being our our um greatest listener and okay for sharing sharing what she's learned through you we really appreciate that okay
2: i will tell her thank you
1: okay look forward to talking to you again next sunday night
2: okay good night
1: For more information, I invite you to go to HealingLifeWisdom.com, click on blog archives and you can find a post that Candace and I wrote on today's topic and check out the links to the Healing Life Wisdom On Demand podcast and keep this discussion going by sharing those links with your friends and family. It is so important that we all share on our path to wellness. I'm Tiffany Windsor and this is Healing Life Wisdom. Have a fabulous and healthy week. Thanks for listening.